Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. Turn with me, if you will, to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. No, I take that back. Turn to Romans chapter 12. I'm going to briefly review where we were last time, Romans 12, it's right after Acts. Lord, I ask you to teach the church today. I ask you to use this, your servant, and all of his weaknesses, that you would teach the church today and encourage and bring the church today to connect with the gift of your grace, the gifts of your grace that you have given them. Pray by your spirit you will let them know that you have granted them these gifts and that they may be able to connect with them and to walk in obedience to them so that they are developed and that as we look at the gifts that they own that they will take ownership and as we look at the gifts that you own that we will seek to walk in them as a body corporately and individually, in Jesus' name, amen. Last time, by way of brief review, you remember that we've been talking about life in the Spirit. When you are born again, the Holy Spirit comes to live on the inside of you. What the Lord wants is for us to learn to, be, to walk by the Spirit, that is, under the control and direction of the Holy Spirit, so that we are not constantly walking in the realm of our mind or our emotions, our will, and especially not in the pull of our own flesh. But that takes a daily, more than daily, and constant surrender and a seeking for the Holy Spirit to do His work. We talked about not only the presence of the Holy Spirit, we talked about how to hear the voice of the Spirit. We talked about multiple ways that the Holy Spirit speaks. It's all on the tapes on the website if you've missed it. And then last time I taught, we are talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now sometimes, unfortunately, when people hear gifts of the Holy Spirit, they've got all these ideas that that's only for the super spiritual. And on the other side, that's only for the weirdos. And neither of those are true. Neither of those are true. Let's take a look here at Romans chapter 12. God has given to all of us a measure of faith, verse 3. But then we look at what we call the motivation gifts. I love the way Dr. Paul Walker, Dr. Raymond Culpepper have set aside three different ways that the, holy, that the gifts from God are distributed. The Father distributes some gifts. That's what we talked about last time. They're called motivation gifts. That is, you are spiritually wired to function in a certain way so that when you're operating in your gifting, you are more fulfilled, you're more successful, you see greater results, <clears throat> you, you are flowing, it, it, it's not fighting, it's flowing. It is, it, it's where you have the most favor, it's where you make the most difference, where you have the greatest impact. <clears throat> 
These are gifts that are given to you by creation and the new creation. These are gifts that are yours by the imprint of God. You are created in the image of God. You've got to be restored to the presence of God through the new birth, but through physical birth, through the creation gifts, there are certain tendencies. There are certain spiritual genes, if you will. But when you're reborn, then you're connected by the power of the Holy Spirit to all those gifts and abilities that God has wired you with. And we're all wired differently. We are not to dismiss somebody else's wiring because it's not ours. The Bible teaches us that they're all absolutely, absolutely not only needed but desired. We talked about last time, beginning in verse uh, 6, having gifts, therefore, that remember, we're talking about gifts that flow from the Father. Talk about the gift of prophecy, verse 6. We talked about how, if you look on your sheet, that somebody who is wired prophetically is somebody who is given the special ability to stand boldly, strong in character, unwavering in position, speaking what God says with authority. How many of you believe that that's the way you're spiritually wired with the gift of prophecy? Indulge me for a minute. Stand up again. Thank you. The gift of ministry, that is your inner motivation, is to serve God and others, to give service and willing to serve behind the scenes, focusing on assisting other people. You, you, look, <clears throat> you care more about the people than you do the deal if you're in business. You care more about what's going on inside the people you come in contact with. I mean, when you go to a ball game, a lot of times instead, it's hard for you to focus just on what's going on with your kids or grandkids or somebody else. You're constantly thinking about, I wonder what that person next to me is going through. I wonder how I could give them a word of it. You're ministry wired. If you own a business or run a business, and you are ministry-wired, it would probably, it, God is going to bless you mightily as you carry out that gift, but you might want to bring on board with you some people around you who are administratively gifted, that they, they are overseeing the business. They are looking at details. Are you with me? Form some good partnerships there with people who have other gifts. Ministry. How many of you believe that your main creation gift that has now been plugged in by the new birth is a ministry gift? Stand up. Unfortunately, the church has thought that ministry has to do with people like me who are in full-time vocation. No. No, no. Thank you. The gift of teaching. The special ability to help others see a truth and understand it and how it works and its value. Listen, <clears throat> whenever you get into a conversation of any length with anybody, if a subject comes up, you find yourself trying to help them understand how it operates. You're just motivated 
by teaching somebody something so that they'll get a greater understanding and appreciation of it. If you've got the teaching gift, stand up. Thank you. Exhortation, the special ability to encourage, to call out the best in somebody, to affirm their value, to raise their motivation to succeed and comfort those who are hurting. If you have the exhortation gift, stand up please. Thank you. The gift of giving, the special ability to help meet the needs and desires of others and to help them have the resources and or tools that they need to function and the desire and ability to assist those who are in critical need. Stand up, please. Gift of giving. Thank you. Leave your checks in the black box. <laughs> Leadership. Y'all didn't think I was going to miss that one, did you? Leadership. The special ability to stand out front and inspire and direct a favorable response from other people. Recognizing that leadership is not demanded, it is granted through service. Stand up, please. Thank you. Showing mercy, the special ability to show compassion to those who are hurting, even if they're hurting with self-inflicted wounds. Stand up, please. Thank you. Ask the Lord to show you how more and more how you are spiritually wired. What is it that motivates you, turns your spiritual motor on, where you're the most successful, where you're the most fulfilled, where you make the most difference? Ask the Lord to give you greater understanding in that. And don't be afraid to investigate that. Talk about making a difference to your life and those around you. You'll begin to uh, experience that life's not all about you. It'll become more rich and rewarding. The Father gives these gifts. And if you want more study or you want more teaching on that, I know Lisa Ware does a lot of teaching on uh, that, how you are spiritually wired. You can talk to her. She goes around to all kinds of conferences, and not to put you on the spot. But uh, they're, they're, stand up, Lisa. Stand up, Cobby. These two have been in ministry for about as long as Dina and I have. They've served as pastors. They've served in independent ministries. And I think they're a great resource for the things of God. We're glad they're in our church. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Okay, we've been talking about the Father's gifts, creation, gifts that are... By the way, can I ask you something? How would you feel if out of love you gave somebody something that was incredibly valuable to you 
And they said, I don't care anything about that. I don't want it. I don't care anything about it. Now, I'm warning you that when we go into the gifts of the Holy Spirit, your natural tendency is to going to be to say about some of these gifts, I don't want that. That is an insult to the Father of grace. He created these gifts. It's his idea to give these gifts individually and or, and or corporately to his church. He made the decision. And for me to say, I don't want anything to do with that one, is to say to the Father, whose get, these gifts are charismata. They are grace gifts. Can I ask you something? Do you want to refuse the grace of God? God's grace is what flows out of God's love, and the grace of God is the favor and the ability of God. He sees you in grace. He sees you with favor. He also gives you enough grace to get through certain things that are painful for you. He gives you grace to succeed in your business. Ability. So God's grace is his favor and ability. And he gives you grace, favor and ability through gifts. So I'm warning you, church, because the Holy Spirit has convicted me in the past. How dare you say you don't want one of the gifts that were my idea to give? I want to say that again. I don't care what background you have in any kind of church or denomination. If you say, I don't want your gifts, that is an insult to the grace of God. They are his ideas. They're his gifts. So saying that, I want us to look here. By the way, turn one page to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. I want to show you something just to back up what I've been saying. Chapter 14, verse 1 says, pursue love. Pursue love. Go after it with all your heart. And that word is agape, God's kind of unconditional unrelenting love. Pursue it. Everybody say this with me. I will never, this side of heaven, have enough love. I always need to pursue greater levels of the love of God. If Pastor Steve and if you are not crying out every day for greater revelation of the love of God, we are missing the heart of God. It's all based in his love. Pursue love. And yet, look, look what he says. And desire, that is, have an internal interest and pursuit, a desire for spiritual gifts. So what if I say, I don't want certain spiritual gifts and the word says that I am to desire spiritual gifts. What does that say about me? It says, but especially that you may prophesy. Now, we're going to make that more clear as we go because some people think that is akin to just spiritual fortune telling and nothing could be farther from the truth. All right, back to chapter 12. 
Now concerning spiritual gifts, now concerning the gifts of God's grace, I do not want you to be ignorant. I want you to see here that verse 4 says, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. Now skip over to verse 11 for just a minute. One and the same Spirit, the Holy Spirit, works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. Wait a minute now. Remember this. The gifts that we went over, the motivational gifts, belong to you. God gave them to you. You carry them. They're yours. Now we're about to see the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They belong to the Holy Spirit. He manifests them in you, but you don't own them. He does it as He wills. That is, you can operate in these gifts as He chooses, distributing to you individually as He wills. For instance... Look at verse 10. One of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is the working of miracles. Can you just be used to effect a miracle anytime you want to? Yes or no? Can you turn that on or off? That is a legitimate spiritual gift, but that is as He wills. Not as you will. As He wills. The gifts of the Holy Spirit operate corporately in the body of Christ as He wills. You never heard me teach this way before. This is the right time for me to teach this after all these years. I am asking the Holy Spirit to distribute the gifts corporately in this body as He wills. Well, let's take a look here. Verse 7, the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Everybody say this with me. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are not just for me, they're for the whole body. Next verse says, for the one who one is given the word of wisdom. Okay, the first gift of the Holy Spirit that's mentioned here is the word of wisdom. That is when the Holy Spirit gives words, impressions, messages that help bring God's perspective to a given circumstance or situation or a decision that needs to be made. Now, the source of that wisdom is the mind of Christ. Now, understand this. All of us can access the wisdom of God. You know James 1, 5, don't you? If any man lacks wisdom, everybody say, any man's me. If any man lacks wisdom, let him what? Ask of God who gives to all men liberally. You need wisdom? I cry out for wisdom every day of my life. What is wisdom? Wisdom is the ability, I was going to jump up there, but dinner tells me not to do that anymore. Wisdom is... I'm listening, sweetie, is the ability to see things from a top-down view. You ever noticed how you can see a a whole lot clearer when you've got an elevated position? Wisdom is the ability to see things from God's perspective. Boy, what a beautiful gift. 
for there to be a word of wisdom. Are you raising children? Are you trying to help your grandchildren? Are you trying to have a relationship with somebody at work, in your office, in your business, and it is all squirreled up? That means confused. Do you need to know what to do next in, in, your, in that business that God has called you to? Do you need to know how to reach out and see reconciliation in that broken family of yours? Do you really need to know how not to blow it when you approach somebody that you want to be restored with? Ask for the word of wisdom. Ask for the Holy Spirit to operate that gift. Ask for not only general wisdom, not only general wisdom, that can be yours, but how about specific wisdom? The word of wisdom is a specific word for a specific crisis or, or decision or situation. You all know that over all these years, my heart is for the business person and, and their family. My heart is just with them. I mean, that's, but, but look. Many times I get invited to come to someone's business and to speak to the leadership about certain circumstances or situations or general oversight of what's going on. And I'm delighted to do that every time. Every time I go, I ask the Lord for wisdom, general wisdom. God, I ask you in faith and I believe you will give me an ability to see things as you see them. But I also ask, ask that the Holy Spirit will let this gift operate through me. Lord, give me a word of wisdom, if you will. Now, it operates as he wills, not as I will. But you asking the Lord for something that he desires to do, there's a good chance you're going to get it. Lord, I ask you for a word of wisdom. And out of my mouth will come, although I don't operate in a corporate setting, although I don't operate all the time with customers and clients and all that, out of my mouth will come some things that I know didn't originate with me. They came from the Holy Spirit. What is that? All this accumulation of... No, no, no. It is something the Holy Spirit gives you as you need and ask for it. A word of wisdom. Couldn't you use that... Ask the Lord for general wisdom based on James 1.5 and then ask for a word of wisdom that you might be able to have some information from the Holy Spirit who sees all things to apply to a circumstance or situation that will bring clarity. That's what wisdom does. It brings perspective. Everybody say that word perspective. Clarity. There is a top-down view. Because most of us, when we're in pain or confusion, we're locked into what we can see now. Wisdom helps you to see from a distance. And from a perspective you can't see when you're on the ground. The word of wisdom. The word of knowledge. 
A word of knowledge is an utterance or a, a, a saying forth of a word that gives information from the Holy Spirit that does not reside in the natural mind. It's done for a specific purpose and situation. You can't achieve it by human reasoning. I call it insider information. That is, the Holy Spirit says something that the human, that the human reasoning can't gather. Some people get prophecy and a word of knowledge mixed up. Because they do kind of blend together from time to time. And it's okay. You remember uh, Acts 21 where the prophet Agabus, he was a recognized prophet in the early church. He was brought to visit with Paul the apostle. He took belts in, and bound his hands and feet together and he says, thus saith the Lord, this is what's going to happen to the one who goes to Jerusalem. And so all the church said, well, that was a word of knowledge. I mean, he saw something was going to happen. Guess what? It happened. Do you know what Paul said? Paul said, I am ready not only to be bound, but to die for the cause and sake of Jesus. Here's what I'm trying to tell you. A word of knowledge does not always carry a directive from the Holy Spirit. It may tell you something that is true, but it may not give you the guidance and direction that the Holy Spirit is giving you to obey. Wow. The church begged Paul not to do it, but Paul listened to that inner voice and assignment of the Lord and obeyed God anyway. How many of you know that the voice of the Holy Spirit is the voice of authority. The rest of us have opinions sometimes, and it's all well and good, but weigh all that out and listen to what you know is the voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord will eventually give you peace. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which you were called, Colossians 3.15. The word of knowledge. Here's an example. Remember when Jesus sat down with the woman at the well? You remember that? He was ministering to her and he said, go call your husband. And she said, I don't have one. And Jesus said, you're right. You've had five of them. And you're living with somebody now who's not your husband. Ooh. That's a word of knowledge. He knew it by the Holy Spirit. But what was the purpose of it? To embarrass or humiliate her? No. She said, sir, I perceive that you <laughs> are sent from God. You're a prophet sent from God. What happened? It led her to the next right step in her receiving of the love and grace of God. Words of knowledge are to lead somebody to a, a better relationship, a deeper relationship with Jesus, not beat them up. Word of knowledge. The gift of faith. You know, all of us are to have faith. You can't even be saved without faith. 
The gift of God, of, of God's grace, comes through the agency of faith. But the gift of faith is that special ability to believe God and His Word at an exceptionally high level, usually for a specific issue or issues beyond general saving faith. You just know in your knower that God has already done something or is doing something or both that you can't know in your senses. You just know it. How many have ever operated in the word of wisdom? I'm going to put myself in that. How many have ever operated? No, stand up. The word of wisdom. You've operated in it. You've seen it operate. Stand up. Why are you doing that, Pastor? Because sometimes the Lord will give somebody a word that is outside of me. I need to know who's operated in it. It's not a dictatorship now. This is a partnership. How many of you have ever operated in the word of knowledge? You just knew something by the Spirit of God, and it brought a deeper relationship. It brought God glory. Stand up. Word of knowledge. Thank you. How many of you have known that beyond just regular faith, by which faith which comes by hearing, in hearing by the Word of God, you just know that somehow God has given you a special ability to believe that something He has said is done. You may not understand it, but you know that you know that you know that it's done. Stand up. Gift of faith. Thank you. Gifts. You see, are you following along in your scriptures? Gifts of healings. Notice that the term here is plural. Gifts and healings. The special ability granted by the Holy Spirit. To be an instrument in healings that are divinely granted. The only explanation for these is that God has intervened and healed. Now, don't think that that has to be outside the realm of medical science. God has healed me many times using the gift of medical science. I've had all kinds of surgeries. Some of you are, I'm looking at some of you today who are absolutely, there is no human explanation for why you're here in good health outside of the fact that the Lord, by His grace, has healed you. It was beyond the ability of medical science. It may have incorporated medical science, which is a wonderful gift. Don't be like those who say medical science and faith are mutually exclusive. Not true. The only man that stayed with the Apostle Paul his whole ministry was a guy called Luke, the beloved physician. You don't think he practiced any medical knowledge? That's ridiculous. It's a gift. It's light. It's not darkness. 
It can be practiced in darkness, but so can preaching. Every good gift can be practiced in darkness. Gifts of healings. That is, why plural? Why gifts and why healings? I believe that the Lord has put that there, that sometimes the Holy Spirit does some things that are not just, they're not just common. They're all kinds. There's a multiplicity, a variety in what he chooses to do in that work of healing. How many of you have seen or even been used as an instrument where the spiritual gift of healing was in operation? Stand up. Thank you. Can I tell you all something? Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if he healed then, he's healing now. That's the word. That's not my opinion. That's the word of God. Well, I don't see it much. doesn't change the fact that it's the word of God and the character of God. Gifts of miracles, special ability given by the Holy Spirit to accomplish supernatural results that are really unexplained apart from God's intervention. Do you know what I've been asking the Lord to do? I've been asking the Lord to do mighty miracles that bring glory to himself. Bring glory to himself. Can I tell you something? If you will ask the Lord to do miracles that bring glory to himself and you don't care about getting any kind of credit, you want it all to go to the Lord, you might be a great candidate for the Lord doing mighty miracles in what you can say. Prophecy. The special ability to hear what the Lord is saying or doing that brings about the building up, the encouragement, the motivation, even the correction or comfort to someone else. You know what? We're going we're gonna to look at that next week because I want to get into prophecy, the discerning of spirits, tongues, and interpretation of tongues next week. I want to give you a biblical explanation of what these are and what these are not. Many people in the body of Christ, for example, don't know the difference between the manifestation of spiritual language in private prayer and the public explanation of that spiritual language. And I have seen it absolutely interrupt and grieve the Holy Spirit and, and absolutely turn off what the Lord was doing because somebody in ignorance didn't understand the difference between the manifestation of tongues and the gift of tongues, which is highly regulated Highly regulated, highly regulated in Scripture. And it brings confusion, it brings resistance. But you, just because there's a counterfeit doesn't mean you don't embrace the real. Amen? There's counterfeit money out there, but how many of you would like to have some more real? 
Yeah. These are legitimate gifts of the Holy Spirit. I want you to see something here. Again, one last look, verse 11. When he names this list, one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Again, one more time, can I turn on the gift of miracles or healings? Can you? But can we walk in something that the Lord says is legitimate and expect the Lord to do that? We ought to be expecting the Lord to do what he says it in his word. Do you know a lot of times God doesn't do things because nobody expects him to anyway. Without faith it is impossible to please him. Now next time... I want you to look before we go. I want you to look at chapter 14 and verse 1 one more time. Earnestly desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. How many of you pray all the time, Lord, give me the ability to prophesy? Maybe 1% of us. I used to say, I don't want that. Because all I thought about it was some weird deal over here that, oh man. Because I've had people come over and tell me what they felt like the Lord was trying to tell me. Yeah, there's some bizarre stuff. I had to throw that away real quick. But just because there's some fruit doesn't mean, and nuts, doesn't mean there's not any flakes. So if you got nuts, fruits, and flakes, what more do you want? <laughs> yeah, some of you just now got that one. No, I don't want that. <laughs> just because there's counterfeit doesn't mean there's not real and genuine. And what we want is that which flow. Look, the gifts flow out of a heart of love, and they're given out of favor and ability to the children of God. So if I don't desire spiritual gifts, I'm disobeying that scripture right there. So I've said to the Lord, help me. Look, I'm just going to obey here, and I desire spiritual gifts. Now, my reluctance is only because I don't understand the heart of love and grace. Okay, so we'll pursue the rest of these the gifts of the Holy Spirit next time. I hope you'll pray and seek. Let's all stand. Are we learning anything? Look forward to seeing you next time. We're going to continue our teaching. We're also going to have a little testimony from Lawrence. You're going to tell us something about what the Lord has done for you. Are you not, Lawrence? We want to hear what God has done for you. Would you just take just a moment? Would you just ask the Lord?
to show you how he's wired you spiritually. This will cause you to succeed. Ask the Lord not only to show you how he's wired you spiritually, but ask the Lord how he would choose to use you in the operation of a body. I'll re- look, I realize that a lot of the gifts that we're talking about now are best received and used in a small group setting. I, I, I realize that. But I want us as the church, the family, the faith family of the Lord Jesus here. I want us to see all that the Lord has for us. And I want us to operate decently and in order in the gifts of grace. Lord, open our hearts to receive the full measure of the gift of grace that you desire to not only affirm but to distribute in the body in the precious and holy name of Jesus you can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com